Welcome to the 616 show. This is a extra episode. What, what? A special a a uh what do we call this an ad? double feature? I don't know. We're gonna yeah, we'll, we'll, special. We'll come up with another name. But today we are going to talk about mini cons. We're gonna kind of call them that mini cons. That's that's a Transformers thing. Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, Decepticons, Autobots, Mini Cons, little get the guys that give them like their boosts in power. We're gonna mm-hmm. yeah. We're going to talk about, we're not talking about uh, Hasbro IP. We're talking about conventions. Yes, we are. I'm going to let Haven take the lead on this, but you recently attended a convention in uh, our state, Florida, but it was a, it was kind of a smaller one. It wasn't our big one, Megacon. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so I did the Deland Comics and Collectibles show. Are you familiar with it at all, Eugene? I am now. <laughs> I know the title of it. <laughs> so, have you been to like the Orlando Toy and Comic Con? I have, yes. So it's basically that, but at the Volusia Fairgrounds, and always at the same time. Like the, one building is devoted to the comics, the other is devoted to. They always have a model train show going on at the same time, and paths are always crossing. People are wandering in. I literally had a dude like look to me and said, where are all the trains when I was in the middle of like a squeaky rack? <laughs> That's an interesting uh, cro- uh, crossing of worlds. You see someone in a conductor outfit and then uh, <laughs> someone else in a conductor outfit, but they're Wolverine. So <laughs> so how was it? I mean, uh, you, you got to, were there any uh, good appearances or guests over there? Uh, we had a, uh famed marvel inker john Beatty. are you familiar with him yeah is it uh secret wars yes he did yeah. secret yeah. wars he's done captain america right he and, uh, mike zek had that punisher run that was amazing mm-hmm. yeah the first year i went there i got a captain america sketch by him oh yeah it's one of my favorites i i have a sketchbook that i always try to get artists in when like you know i go to cons i have him so far i have a uh, sam de la rosa the anchor on the venom series he did a right. little venom sketch for me right right you were I actually there when i got it i was there yeah he's he uh he signed my uh, lethal protector one mm-hmm. the uh the red foil edition which is i think was was the original prince and but the not as valuable edition. as the gold not as valuable as uh, I just I can never guess which which of these variants are more valuable than the other. Yeah, so but the, the red is definitely the better issue in my opinion, just because the gold, like you lose a lot of the cover in it. Like you just can't tell what it is. You can't see it. Right, right. Well, I appreciate it. Look at that. You're always looking out for me, trying to boost me up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, so you did you get to meet uh BD? I was gonna, but I kind of held off on it since I already met him. I already got a sketch. You know, I've kind of felt like been there, done that. So I was kind of going there more to see what deals I could get from some of these yokel vendors. <laughs> so what deals did you find in uh, DeLand? So one, like there was a stand where it literally looked like some guy just emptied out his garage onto the table. I don't know if he understood the assignment because – there were just like old watches, like not even character watches. It was just like a gold watch, a leather watch, a pocket watch. Then right next to it was like an old Navy flag. Then there was like a couple like little loose Star Wars toys in a box. And like he just wrote on the box, two bucks each. But right next to it, I found a stack of, and I couldn't believe it, animation cells. 
from all kinds of things, Savage Dragon, Pink uh-huh. Panther, Thundercats, but there there were two that caught my eye. Okay. They were of Superman from Super Friends. Okay. And one of them, it was just like the tiniest little drawing of like Superman flying down to like, you know, punch Solomon Grundy in, Solomon Grundy in the face. And mm-hmm. then there was this one where it's just like a big full figure of Superman, but he has his back to you. So all you see is his back and his cape is way far off. Like the cell on top of that, it's like under his shoulder. It looks like he dropped a napkin. <laughs> <laughs> So of course I had to get it. Of course, and was that at <laughs> that same booth with that with that guy? Yes, that's so interesting. Well, I guess it makes sense for someone like that, like that, because if you're not a, at a huge con, you're probably not paying a lot for that booth space. So you're just like, yeah, I'll give you a couple bucks, second set up here, and I can get rid of some stuff from my garage or whatnot. But it's like, how does a guy like that even really know of the scene and everything and how to get in there? Because it literally looked like an old man just like threw his junk drawer out on the table and somehow had like these amazing cells. Uh, he, he knew the uh, the showrunner. Who knows? Yeah, that's probably a good point. And uh, <laughs> then at another booth, I was looking through, you know, a box of comics. It was like, you know, Marcus Price. And this guy tries to haggle with the vendor there. He was trying to sell him some comics. Okay. And the guy was just like, you know, I want $500 for this. I didn't, I couldn't even like see the book or what it was where I was at. Mm -hmm. And the vendor's like, you know, it retails 500. I'll give you 325 for it. And he's like, no, 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 no. That's not how this works, son. I want 500. It is said 500 in the guide. I'm getting it. And he's like, you're thinking wholesale. I'm thinking retail. So he had to like school him. But the guy was just like, no, you give me 500 or I'm walking out of here with this book and you can say goodbye bye. Like this yeah. dude was relentless. People don't understand that whole that whole process, though, too. And if you really want to get full retail value, go on eBay. Throw it on Literally, eBay. like, why would you bring it to a show when all it is just like haggling and sweetheart deals? Yeah. No one's going to buy. People need to understand how business works. No one's going to buy and they're going to lose money buying something. That's not how it's it's not how this works. <laughs> yeah, unless you're buying it for yourself, that's the yeah. only time like you would maybe pay a little extra than what you want, but yep, unless he's it's there personal. to make money that weekend. Yep, unless it's there for personal gain. He is not yes. going to lose money buying something for somebody. That's not how this works. Everything is a business. Mm-hmm. So how was he how was the crowd? Were there uh Couple dozen, couple hundred, couple thousand? Uh, like a handful of a few dozen. It kind of varied. I got there right as open. So there was a bit of a crowd. Then around like, say like 10, 11 o'clock, it started to thin out a little bit. But then the next wave came in. And there were people, not many people in cosplay. I saw one girl that was dressed as a black cat. Uh, let's So about these cons, I mean, I've... I've been to I can't tell you uh, how many cons I've been to. Mm-hmm. I haven't been I haven't been to a lot, but I've been to enough across the country. I've actually it's actually been points where um you know when I'm visiting a friend or I plan to visit a friend somewhere, I look at like schedules at one, their convention center and I see okay, is there anything interesting happening that I can go to in the meantime? You know, if nice. uh like like you know something in Texas, something in uh nevada or whatnot you know everyone thinks about the major cons your comic con your new york cons uh mega con seattle 
all that stuff. But uh, I feel like there's a little bit of it's a gem. Yeah, like the smaller cons are definitely better to pick up some volumes or series. You know, people are more likely to make a deal with you just because these cons are normally one or two days at the most. And they just want to move the stuff. I got a lot of great prices. Uh, I actually picked up a copy of Moon Knight number one from the 1980s. Wow. Today? Yeah, that was one of the books I bought. Uh, he wanted 80 for it, but I got him down to 50. See, that's the great thing about these local cons is you can you can haggle a little bit. Literally, the people don't want to carry this stuff around anymore. They're just there to move it off. And right next to him, a guy was selling the same exact copy, worse issue, for 220 bucks. Ooh, cashing in on that Moon Knight, that Moon Knight uh, fame right now. Yeah, that's one of the little drawbacks to the kind of smaller cons is all these people bring in are the stuff that they think is hot right now that's streaming. So I saw a whole lot of Moon Knight, a whole lot of She-Hulk. And one thing I really hate seeing at these smaller cons are just like booths that are nothing but Funko Pops. Oh, so a few years ago, I was totally into the idea of that because, you know, we're both collectors. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm tired of going to cons and seeing nothing but, you know, and and these these pops priced at ridiculous numbers as well. Literally. But yeah, but I mean, it's a con. I feel like a lot of the cons are just becoming Funko cons. They're just people. It's just people are there to offload truckloads of these figurines, but there's more to it. I mean, uh, I like to go look at trading cards, like, you know, look at Yu-Gi-Oh yeah. cards or something. Exactly. I can buy a Funko off eBay. I can get off the Funko side and get off Amazon and pay a reasonable price. I'm not going to go there and get, you know, you're not going to find, you're not, you're not there to go get a Wednesday Adams you know, black and white Funko for $300. I mean, yes, exactly. You know, I go there, I'm looking for more vintage stuff, something that I don't see every day, something I might not know about. Oh yeah. One of those things was this guy was selling mint on card, original star Wars figures. It, like I drew my attention because right next to it was that you remember back when Pepsi did all those star Wars displays. Oh Yes. Oh, he yeah, had and... a giant one of Chewbacca, like holding a Pepsi can, and I, I was in love with it. I walked up, I was just like, "How much for it?" Like I'm just like stroking it, just mesmerized <laughs> by the Wookiee, yeah. and he's like, "One twenty. And as I'm getting ready to get my money out, I look a little bit closer, and I just see like some holes poked in the middle of him, uh -huh. and I was really going back and forth on it because like I wasn't gonna get it to like you know resell it or anything. It was just a giant beautiful Chewbacca that I wanted to have like you know in the corner in my room that I could just like look at and admire but then that's when I noticed the box of carded figures and I see an unpunched mint Lobot Lando's little buddy with the headphones yeah yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> who everyone knows and loves absolutely you know he's most famously known as uh the guy who doesn't talk in Empire right <laughs> Yep, the guy in the blouse. So I'm just like, okay, here's the little misfit that needs a home. So that's what you ended up getting. Yep, got him for a hundred bucks, and the guy wanted uh, one fifty. One fifty? Yeah, for low bots. What's the most well, you've ever spent on a figure? I'm trying to. I'm trying to to not say it's a Funko Pop because I do have a limit on Funkos. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. I do have a limit. I I usually limit my outside of retail purchases to like 
you know, 40 or $30 with Funkos. I'm not paying any more, even if it's a vaulted grail item. But right. I think I bought a Return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker. I believe it was from what, 1983? And I bought that for my brother for his birthday. And I want to, I want to say I spent a buck fifty. I want to say but mint on card, mint on card, and it was in where was that? That was in, I think that was in California. But I remember getting it from my brother because my brother was a big time collector back in the day. Um, right. That's kind of how I got into Star Wars. Is that I found his box of um, figurines. And I said, what that is he? fucking Star Wars to a T right there. Yep, I found a box of them. He had those and G.I. Joe's. I asked my mom. My brother's a generation older than me, so he was already out of the house. And my mom said, oh, those are your brothers. He was really into this move, these movies. She took me to the store, and we bought the uh, original tri- trilogy VHS box set. You know, the ones oh. with, the, with oh. the first one had Darth Vader's face. Second one had a Stormtrooper third had Yoda. oh i know exactly that yeah. set i fucking love that yeah. set. and it just happened to just be on not on sale but it was it was for sale at whichever store we went to but that's what kick-started it. it was finding my brother's box of toys and i remember i i yeah that's the and i got into it and i remember seeing that at the con i was at and it was my brother's birthday it was in july went ahead and did it but i don't know if i regret it or not because i don't know what he did with it <laughs> oh no yeah he just tossed it over his shoulder like, thanks. <laughs> Threw it into his glove box. I'm looking at it right now. Yep. 1983. Oh, wow. It's it's priced at 350 now. Holy shit. Yeah. The, there was a Lando on card uh, right next to Lobot for 395 Ooh. Yeah. This this was, yeah, this was his. Yeah. And this is when he had no neck either in this. this, this oh, fucker. <laughs> But this was this was early 2010s. I want to say this is this was before Stars had its resurgence uh, with you know Last Skywalker or uh, Rise of Sky no, mm. <laughs> The Force Awakens, yeah, <laughs> and and all that. But uh, I specifically remember, and the lightsaber wasn't even like a see through; it was just like a big, just a solid green stick, I believe. Right? Yeah, those were so dumb. Like, why why couldn't they have just done like the original? Like, maybe if they wanted to save money, just you know, go forego the telescoping feature, but just would have been that hard to just like put a stick in his hand. We aren't expecting much. They're Star Wars figures. They barely look like the characters they're supposed to anyways. Right. Oh, yeah. It looks more like a kendo stick and not a lightsaber. (laughs) I'm looking at it now. (laughs) We've come a long ways from those days, but that was probably the most I've sent, but that wasn't even, wasn't even for me personally. Um, outside of that, I've had, uh, I've bought, you know, statues, you know, of anime characters back in the day oh. or heroes. I have one on my desk right now. It's a Goku ultra instinct for mm-hmm. anyone. DBS fans. Uh, <laughs> and I think this one is, was about a hundred dollars for this, but it's sitting on my desk, just a shirtless guy with muscles. No big deal. Is that the, is it a PVC one or is it like resin resin? nice yeah so i believe i paid 100 or 120 what about you though your your t- biggest ticket item that you've spent the most on oh that is tough um it would probably be it uh toy wise it would be the original avengers uh hulk hop toy 
I got that at the very first MegaCon I ever went to. Uh-huh. And that thing was massive. Like at the time I was maybe what, like 13, 14. It was almost like half the size of me at that point. And it was just mean, green, Ferrigno faced. And I'm just like, yes, I must have this. And I probably coughed up $400 without even thinking about it. And then I know I'm getting there. Like I'm in the car on my way home and I'm just like looking at it being like, Oh my God, I just spent $400. Like I'm I'm never going to see that much money again in my life. And then when you get older, you learn how money really works. I'm like, okay. But then the most recently I've spent on something was right at the start of the pandemic. I bought a screen used Kevin Smith cock knocker fist for 500. 500. Yep. Ooh. You'll have to send me a picture of that. That's great. I haven't sent you a picture of that? I don't think you have. No, you have to send me this after send me after the recording. Oh, I definitely will. Like it is glorious. It's just a big old fist. Like it's rubber. Like it's not as it's flimsier than I would have expected it to be, being like, you know, a screen used prop. But like I just see and I just like no Mark Hamill touched it, and I'm just happy as could be. But that th- this is stuff you you know, you can sometimes find at the large cons, but large cons are so commercialized nowadays. You know, I think the last time we went to MegaCon, it was just a lot of like, it felt it felt like just a lot of mainstream stuff being sold there. You know, we we ran and looked at some of the slab, like the comic stands and the slabs, but it was just nice to look at. But we're not spending three thousand dollars on a a Moon Knight one. That's the that's the shitty thing about cons nowadays. They only bring like their best, most expensive books. They hardly haggle at all, and any like their other merchandise, it's all like Hasbro, NECA, Mattel, like all the new stuff. You don't get to walk into a booth and be like, "Oh my god, that's a Juggernaut Bowen statue. I haven't seen that before." But you just see like you know five hundred Ash Williams Evil Dead puppets. And then when they do sometimes have like, you know, the vintage style Migos, it's all like the brand new ones. No one ever has like the old classic ones. They just have, oh, it's it's the same as the old ones. It's just as good, but new packaging. And then you go from that to Funko Pops and they're charging stupid amounts for that. (laughs) Absolutely. So let's start a rating system now for cons, for future cons. Because I can, I imagine we're going to be uh attending a lot of these over the next you know for the rest of our lives we'll just call it that oh without a doubt on a a cgc type scale (laughs) how would you how would you rate uh the con the the uh what was the name of this con again the deland comic and collectible show how would you rate the deland comic and collectible show on a cgc uh scale we know a 10 is not possible Yes. We know a 9.9 is probably not possible. So, Very unlikely. The best I've ever seen, 9.8. Yep, that's all you ever see, and those are worth thousands of dollars. So Mm -hmm. no matter what it is. I saw a few 9.8s on the racks today, but if Mm -hmm. I had to rate this show, I would probably give it a 4.5. Okay. And what were some of the positives? We'll talk about that. Well, definitely the highlights were just the variety of the vendors and collectibles when they weren't 
there were maybe three booths that were just Funkos or statues that had nothing to do with anything, really. Just someone had Funkos and statues and were selling them. Mm-hmm. But there were some decent, really decent vintage Star Trek booths, Star Wars. I was not expecting to find a Super Friends animation cell today. That was definitely like a highlight and a plus. I've never seen anything like this in the wild. Not even at the major cons. Some low points of our of that con? Low point, definitely the food. Normally when they do this con, they get like a food truck in, like a barbecue or just like a kind of fair food thing. They got an Indian food uh, food truck. I got two chicken tenders and a handful of fries for 12 bucks. Mm-hmm. I guess no one was available on a Sunday in January. So <laughs> I know that food trucks are in high demand right now. These are trying times. These are trying times. <laughs> All right. Well, there is Haven's CGC rating for the the land toy comic show i can't remember the yeah title. we'll go with that <laughs> but yeah this was a little bit of a sidebar here to talk about other things other than just uh, what's going on in pop culture because we do have lives and other hobbies and things that uh fulfill those said lives so it's good to talk about them it's good to talk yeah about we're them. cultured we are men of culture <laughs> away from the hot takes and the cold takes these are just takes as yeah. in, take it, take it for what it is. <laughs> take it and leave. <laughs> well, if you guys would like to hear more or see more, you can always find us on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. Catch us every Monday for our Monday wrap. And maybe every once in a while, we'll do a sidebar, a, a letter to the fans, a stand soapbox. Oh, if can, look at if you. you will. And this is, we'll call this, but we'll, we'll, we'll title it a little bit less, uh, you know, something that won't get us uh, in trouble. Anyway, I am your host, Eugene. I'm Haven, huge fan. Catch us every week on The 616 Show. But for now, this is The 616 Show. Excelsior.